Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Man, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. And, uh, you know, right now... Um, Josh, I need you to do me a favor. Make that phone call for me for because uh, I know our guest is waiting to come on the show tonight. He's already texted me saying, hey, Daryl, what's up? I'm waiting. And we ain't going to make we, we not going to make our guests wait uh, tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Ronnie LaPette on the show. And uh, what's so significant about Ronnie LaPette is Ronnie LaPette was a senior when I was a freshman at the University of Miami. Ronnie LaPette went on to be drafted by the New England Patriots and played in the Super Bowl XX. That seems like so long ago. Ronnie LaPette played in the Super Bowl XX against the Chicago Shuffling Bears, who ended up winning the Super Bowl. But, um, hey, uh, I, I, I hope we um, – hey, um, Josh, we got Ronnie on the line yet? You know, it's a lot going on in the world of uh, of the New England Patriots uh, right now as well. You know, the New England Patriots got just got caught up in another little scandal, and I uh, I think I want to I want to ask Ronnie about that. Ronnie, what's going on? We got Ronnie LaPetta on the show, guys. Hello, hello. What's going on? What's happening, D? <laughs> Hey, loving life, Ronnie. Man, I was just telling the world, you know, our fans and the guests on our show, your fans, hopefully, and the guests on our show that um, you were you were a senior when I when I was a freshman at the University of Miami. My first year coming in out of high school, and I really thought I was hot stuff. You know, my high school team had just won <laughs> state championship. <laughs> and Ronnie, let me we tell you, man, we all did. We all did. We all we thought all we were hot stuff, man. Oh man. <laughs> You couldn't tell me my my you couldn't tell me my boo boo didn't stink, man. Come on, oh no, there was nobody at my high school could outrun me. I thought I was tougher than everybody, stronger than everybody. You know, oh, oh man. But boy, Ronnie, let me tell you, man. One one day in the fall of 1982, I was reaching out for a pass on scout team, and you caught me real, real, real good, Ronnie. I'll never forget that day. And you let me know that. Um, <laughs> no, it really sticks. <laughs> you caught me real good, Ronnie. I'm just letting you know. I'm not, I just want to tell you. Hey, but, but Ronnie, hey, man, thanks for coming on the show. And thanks for being a part of Sports Info. And, um, and I, you know, I know you were, you were a big part of, um, of the University of Miami, the legendary um, defensive backs that came after you. You know, it was some that came before you, Fred Marion, one that comes to mind, who who also played with the Patriots. But a lot of guys that I played with, man, they they patterned their game after you. And I don't think you really understood what a legacy you <laughs> left behind when you left University of Miami. Well, I appreciate that. And um, I think it had a lot to do with Chuck Foreman and uh, Reuben Carter and uh, – uh, John Swain and 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 Turner uh, coming back and letting us know it can be done. You know the NFL uh, uh, 
they, you know, it, it, it seems as though it's hard, but it really, it, as hard as you make it, you know, and if um, you're in the right place, sometimes it's not about your ability, it's, it's, it's being in the right place at the right time at, at times, too, in the NFL. And, uh, you know, um, coming back from, from Minnesota, like John Swain did, and um, I forget the, uh, the other defensive back, they came back and showed us different techniques that they had been using in the NFL, and it helped. It helped a lot. Um, and, you know, at the University of Miami, you're always taught to play hard, and and to uh, you know if 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 you lose a game you 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 must feel it you must feel it in your heart you must feel it in your soul and um, you didn't want to lose and we have that mentality. Um, once I got to the NFL, oh my goodness, man! I was like, what is going on here? There's people laughing and joking after a game. We just lost. I'm like, man, I'm almost in tears. What what the heck is going on around here? <laughs> we had to change that whole mentality that they had up here in Massachusetts in order for us to be successful. Yeah. And, and you know, Ronnie, um, I'm going to tell you something, man. At the University of Miami, that's one of the things you guys left. That feeling of losing, it stink, it hurt. It almost made some coaches sick on our staff. When we did yeah. lose, so it, it was a, it was a horrible feeling, man. And and I can I, I I can feel what you're feeling when I got to the NFL. Some of those guys they feel that 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 feeling of loss when you lost the game. And yeah. I can almost count the games I lost at University of Miami on one hand because it, exactly. it was just it, it was a it was it was a desire not to lose. You know, it was a more of that than it was to lose. lose. You know? You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. You didn't want that feeling, man. And you know, uh, it, 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 it. I, I just didn't understand that when I first got there, and that had to change. Um, and it did change, and, and we started to win. You know, we, we, we lost against Florida State, man. I'll never forget it. We lost against Florida State, and I'm telling you, I'm thinking, oh shoot, you know, it's gonna be like. You know, like we usually do, you know, you go home and with your family members and, um, you know, have dinner with them and think about the game. No, man, we got back on the bus, back to the stadium. We practiced and they ran us, ran us, ran us. And then, you know, then they let us go home. You must feel it. You must feel the aching pains of losing. And um, it, that just brought about the competition and the camaraderie, and that's your brother. Your brother's going to do his job, and you're going to do your job in order for us to be successful. Yep, yep. And you remember uh, remember your senior year when we lost to Florida State and uh, Coach Dunbar called practice? Yep. Like, yeah, like, I mean, that night, yeah. And then he had yeah. room check that next morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And people got in trouble. You know, that's how serious he right. was about that loss, man. Yeah. That's yep. right. That's the, yep. that's what I'm talking about, man. That's that, that was that you don't lose against Florida Florida State. And when you did, you feel it. You you feel it physically yeah. and mentally. And mentally. So. Yeah. Hey, but Ryder, let's talk about these twi- uh, 
what is it, 24 interceptions in the NFL? Man, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's a lot. You know what I mean? And and 10 interceptions at the University of Miami. And I think that still hold up to like eighth uh, on the records right now. Eighth on the books wow. for, for interceptions at the university still to this day that holds up. I didn't so. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, and, 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 Ronnie, I'm going to tell you this, too. I'm going to ask you. Every year, usually the second weekend in April, the University of Miami has an annual reunion. It's gotten so big now that we actually incorporated a networking, a job networking event for this reunion where former players that don't have jobs that are looking for work, they can actually gain employment through this. And we've had guys that have retired and gone through this and got, got jobs and guys that were needing jobs have gotten jobs through this program. Coach um, Butch Davis started it back in the 90s, and uh, it's just gotten bigger and better. And uh, and I wish, I hope you can make some time, put some time in your schedule, second weekend in April, to uh, make sure you come down to Miami and be a part of that thing. It's a, it's a big event. And uh, it's incorporated okay. with a okay. team. And uh, all of your friends are there. Eddie Williams, he's usually around. And um, Jim Burke and... Um, Chuck Foreman, um, John Swain, he's there. So, uh, oh, wow. Uh, Ray Bellamy, right. he's, he's around. Larry Kane. So a lot of these guys, man, are there and they're part of this. And uh, I hope you can um, make it make it, make it a part of your schedule this year. I'm, 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 I'm going to make a real uh, choice to try to make it there. That's, that's, I like that. I love that. That's good. Yeah, man. I mean, especially in... Um, you know, I, I tell people on this show from time to time how how far the University of Miami has come and how much they do for us. Uh, every home game, uh, any former player, all former players are allotted two free tickets at the stadium, and we sit in a skybox on the second level. Wow. It's, you know, you may see anybody from Bernie Kozar, Michael Irvin, he's been there quite a bit lately because his son is on the team, but Santana Moss, Reggie Wayne, I mean, all of these guys are coming back. My Bernie, uh, Vinny Testaverde, um, Rodney Bellinger, everybody comes back, man, and it's, and it's really a good setting because it's almost like a reunion every oh, game. Oh, man. It's you. I would life. love to see that. Oh and, my goodness, that would be awesome, man! I tell yeah. you, that would be yeah. great. I think I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to make a big effort to to come back and, and be a part of that. I appreciate the invitation. Man, you gotta come and be a part of that. Hey, we got a call on the line, man. We got Fred on the line. Fred, what's going on, buddy? I'm glad you're back. Fred, I what's can't happening? hear Fred. I said, what's going on, Daryl? What's going on, Ronnie? How y'all doing tonight? Hey, Fred. Doing well. Thank you. I'm doing good. Hey, Ronnie, this is Fred Robinson. Uh, defensive oh, Fred Robinson. <laughs> hey, Fred. How you doing, brother? I'm hanging on in there, my brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing quite well up in this cold weather up in Massachusetts, man. Rainy, cold, snow, everything up here, man. Yeah, I'm up in Delaware, so I'm by New York and all that, so I know what, you, what you're dealing with. Yes, sir, indeed. Well, how you feeling, so man? How, you doing, how are things going? Well, you know, things are going up and up. You know, I have my um, my former NFL injuries and things that I deal with as I'm getting older, but I'm, I'm making it. 
I'm making it one day at a time, man. Yeah, we're all going through that. We're all going through those injuries and stuff that we've had from college on through the NFL, and and, uh, we're all dealing with it. I tell you what, we have up days and some some up days and some down days, but we just keep pushing through. That's right. That's right. So how you how you been, Ron? I mean, I haven't talked to you in a while, man. Since we left you in. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm doing well. Um, my wife and I, Cheryl, as you know, um, we're still together. Uh, been married for 34 years, and uh, we're up in the uh, Massachusetts area. Uh, our daughters have okay. graduated from college, and they're all doing well. And my son is doing well. And uh, we're we're just we're just up here, man, just trying to do our best to help raise money for kids who want to play sports and and uh, right. can't afford to play sports. Because up here, man, it's $275 per child per sport to play in in, in, uh, in, in schools. So if your okay. child wants okay. to play sports, they got to pay. It's, it's amazing. I don't know how they do it down there, but, man, you got to play. You got to pay in order to play up this way. And I'm telling you, man, I, boy, you're talking about a culture shock. I am telling you, man, when we first got up here, people were clapping their hands like they were at a tennis match or something, man. <laughs> they were right, right, yelling right. and screaming like we're used to up here. Like, man, what is going on up here? But uh, right, it's, right. it's, um, it's, it's, it's exciting. Um, we're just helping where we can. And and that's about it. Learning yeah, to play the golf, it, it. learning learning to play the game of golf too, which is, you know, that has ups and downs <laughs> days too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's very yeah, challenging. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Hey, so Fred, yeah, um, yeah. Are, are are you gonna get down here to the reunion anytime soon, man? I know you've had some health issues, and um, and I yeah, but I know yeah, you well, still love year, Miami. Yeah, this year is the year I'm gonna try to make my appearance. For right. next year coming up, That's so I'm preparing everything now, you know, right. and because uh, I want to see everybody, you know, I've been communicating with some of the guys on Facebook, you know, Tony Fitzpatrick and all those okay. guys, you know, Smokey Rome, you know, and uh, yep. you know Alvin Ward. We've been praying for Alvin strongly, you know. Alvin just had the heart thing go on, and he oh, was uh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got to text those guys. I got a text message yeah, from Alvin yeah, a couple was, days ago, and um, apparently he's doing better. So uh, let's just keep yeah, him in our prayers. Yeah, a lot better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, where is Freddie Marion? I know Ronnie would know where Freddie Marion is. If nobody... Yeah, Fred Marion is in Georgia. He was in Orlando. Um, he owns a car okay. dealership in, in, uh, in, in, um, in, in somewhere in Georgia right now. Uh, okay, he okay. and his wife, Ann, are doing well. And... Um, yeah, so they're they're uh, in the Georgia area. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I know I know you yeah, I know you very familiar with having the Bobo. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to mention that he we lost him, and um, yeah. which was, was a sad, sad, sad time for us. But um, and people that don't uh, know who Bobo is, Bobo is Lester Williams, um, uh, played for yeah. the um, New England Patriots as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. And a great yeah, man, was a, hurricane good. defensive lineman. Oh, yeah, he's a very good player. Yes. Yes, sir. Nobody handled yes, him, man. The only person that that gave him a tough time was Dwight Stevens. And, and, and Dwight Stevens couldn't hardly handle uh, Lester, man. And, yeah. and that's the only person I know that, that gave Dwight Stevens a tough time at uh, the Dolphins were uh, uh, Dwight yeah. Stevens. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, I, I remember that time. Go ahead. Sir. Go ahead, Fred. I remember that time um, Lester and Frank Frazier got into a fight out there at the University of Miami uh, practice field that day. And you, and you know Lester and, and, and Frank is uh, uh, All-American wrestlers. And I remember Howard yeah. sitting right next to him said, somebody break him up. Ain't nobody going to get into that. We no, all no. No one going to break in that. And see, what people don't realize is that at that time, you know, uh, Lester had just lost his mom. And he was right. having a tough right. day that day. So yeah. that, that wasn't the day to, to, to be messing around with him, at, you know, during that time. And, and uh, of course, he got the better of Frank. But I tell you what, that was a big battle, man. It was like two big bulls going at it. So Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were some big boys at that time, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, Fred, man, we got to let you get out of here because we got a line that's backing up. Okay. We want to holler at him. Okay, um, okay, 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 man. Good talking man. to you, Fred. Good yeah, talking to you, brother. Yeah, Ronnie, man. Yeah, Ronnie, when I got that text, I had to call you, brother. God bless. I love y'all, man. <laughs> All right. Love love you, too, man. Take care. Yeah. Hey, uh, we got Reggie on the line. Reggie, what's going on? Hey, all right. How y'all doing? Right, right. Guess who I'm going to see tomorrow? Who's that, right? Uh, Mike Archer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh boy! You know oh, he's boy. Uh, he's a linebacker coach for the XFL. They started today. I went by there today. And I ran into the defensive back coach guy by the name of Billy Parker, and he said the coach Arch and Coach Tresman had just left. You know, Coach Tresman is the head coach for the uh, Mark, Mark Tampa Tresman Bay is the Vipers. Head coach? Yeah, Mark Tresman is the head coach for the Tampa Bay yeah. Vipers. Their first game is in February. Matter of fact, to be exact, is February 9th. They go to D.C., but they just started their first day of practice today. And uh, when, when I got back, from uh, uh, Tampa today, I, well, actually, I was in Wesley Chapel. I stopped by the uh, facility, which is in Plant City, Florida, and uh, they had just, uh, everybody had left, and uh, the defensive back coach was the only one left, got by the name of Billy Parker, and he told me that uh, uh, they would be there tomorrow, so uh, uh, he took my number, and uh, I'm going to be there tomorrow for their practice, for their second day of practice. And I, I well, you see Coach Archer, tell him I say hello. Yeah, tell him I say hello, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's all. Yeah. That's yeah. Not, I don't want to say no more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I started laughing when I told you. That's what I started laughing about it when I told you. I had a tough time with uh, my girlfriend then, my wife now. Sure, because uh, she had a, a, a wide receiver that came from her school, and um, uh, he was having a tough time. He had a knee injury, and um, uh, he came across the middle, 
And I just hit him slightly. You know, he was already hurt. You know, I didn't want to hit him, you know. Man, Archie got in my uh-huh. face. Man, if you ever lay off on a player like that, we're going to take your scholarship, blah, 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 blah. And, man, you know that sent uh-huh. that dude across the middle, man. Same play the was next that, play, man. That, I had to wipe Shirl, him out, that, man. Was that Shirl's high school you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Miami Killies. Yeah, yeah. She, she, uh, I forget the guy's name though. But uh, uh yeah, I'm it, trying it to think of who could, who who that would have been. But anyway, man. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you that, man. Yeah, and I knew you had some issues way back then. Him yeah. and Oliver Dottie. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just man, I'm really, you know, just just to be around football, and since I know him, I'm trying to get me some tickets to go to the game. To be honest with you, <laughs> oh man, come uh, on. Don't you, you don't want to be on the sideline, Reggie. You don't want to coach them boys up down there, huh? No, no. You know what, Ronnie? These guys are so difficult to deal with. I'd rather coach the younger guys than the I guys agree. that are. You know, I'd rather get them when they, you know, starting out. Uh, uh, maybe mm-hmm. uh, uh, like fourteen, thirteen, fourteen. You know, cause I agree. You can you can, can kind of pretty much coach them. Then these guys are yeah. so hard to coach these days. Once they, especially these guys that are younger and, and even in the NFL, because they're making so much money. And it's like, yeah. uh, a matter of fact, I played with a guy by the name of Brett Max. He played with me in New Orleans, and he was telling mm-hmm. me he coached the Bucks. Uh, 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 right, uh, uh before. Uh, last year, he was telling me, man, say, you can't tell these guys nothing, especially the ones that are getting these million-dollar contracts. They'll look at you wow. as if uh, you're nobody, you know. And, and Brett yep. played like 13 years in the league, and he was defensive back coach for the Bucks last year. And he was like, it's hard to even tell these guys anything, uh, 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 yet, uh, let, let alone coach them. You know, you, you played mm-hmm. you, you play behind Ronnie. Uh, at the University mm-hmm, of Miami, mm-hmm. you got there the That's same who I time. learned how to play coach from. Tell us one of those things that you still it stand out in your mind that you learned from Lip. Well, learn uh, the the most the, the main thing was that you got to have confidence on that corner, and Ronnie had more yeah. confidence. You know, he was he was sure even 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 if if he had a bad play, he would come back as if it never happened. And as a corner, right. you have to have that mentality that that hey, yeah. I'm better than this guy because you basically yep. corner to me personally is the most difficult position to play because you a lot of times, especially when they have a huddle call where there's no help. Because you got guys no that are help. fast, maybe even faster yeah. than you, that, that know where they're going. So you pretty much got a basically athletic ability. And, and Ryan right, did it right. better than anything. Another thing I learned, because, see, I, I had never played corner until I got to Miami. And, and Ronnie wow. was there. And he was the guy, Ronnie was the guy that I watched more than anything. You know, Rodney, Rodney was on the other side, but they had me. Uh, at the quick corner, and, and that was the same corner because they w- wanted yeah. to put me in when Ronnie left. Because Ronnie was a senior when I was a freshman when we right. came out of high mm-hmm. Yeah, so we came so out. I just, we came I just really shadowed him. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. shadowed well, him. Yeah, I shadowed hey, him. Hey, Reggie, we got to get you out of here, man. We got another corner back okay. on the line. Okay, I'm gonna keep in touch with you. All right, love you, love you, love you, brother. Hey, um. 
um, uh, Ronnie, you know, you, I'm telling you, man, you really don't understand the legacy that you left at the university. Wow. And, uh, and another guy, Toba Bain, he's on the line now. He want to talk to you, give you a shout out. Toba, what's going on? Hey, Nothing, man. I don't know why Ronnie don't bring why Ronnie don't bring his butt back no more. I ain't seen him in forever, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm gonna do better, man. I, 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 I've been uh, up here in all this cold weather, man, for a long time. I'm gonna start getting back down, down south, man. Hanging out with the fellas, man. In fact, it makes me even feel better just talking with you guys, man. So uh, I'm definitely coming back down that way. No, no, you taught Reggie, and Reggie taught me. So it was that's how we did things, and I learned from Rodney too because I was I was a red shirt freshman with Rodney. But all you guys were very, very important to my development because I'm like Reggie. I played when I was in little league. The whole offense was a starting defense except for me. I only played running back. They get me off the field. A quarterback even played. So it was a it was a um, transformation for me going from wide receiver in high school to corner. But I was taught wow. by some of the best former players, and you know we yeah. I think we got we we're getting away from that. And I think I agree. like I agree. we're just not developing the kids no more, man. We're not developing them because Ronnie, you played for several years in the NFL, and you know. You was developed in school. We had you had Coach Archer. I had him one year, and he was mm-hmm. on everybody. Nobody got special treatment. Everybody was the same. Your butt was late. You got dealt with. Yeah. I think they, oh, they yeah. too much of they bowing to these kids now, and they're not being held accountable. We were held accountable. Not being held accountable. They're not being held accountable. That's my outside looking in. But mm-hmm. if you notice. We're still getting guys making rosters in the NFL, but in college they look okay, like okay players, but they get to the NFL and starting. So that's called yeah. not developing the talent while they're in school. We that's right. Be Let me tell you something. You're, you're absolutely right. And see, when I first came to the NFL, man, and they had five guys, man, ahead of me, and I jumped way ahead of them and started right away. Uh, being dropped in the eighth round because of the technique that I learned from college. You know, I had different yep. guys that was coming back and showing us what, how, how uh, to backpedal, how to come up and, and and make plays and forget about plays when they happen, bad for you and, and all that kind of stuff, man. And so development in college helped me. Uh, what God through that helped me to to, uh, to to develop into the player that I was, man. You learn a lot from 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 the, uh, those college college coaches who were teachers, and that's what they have up right. here in, in Massachusetts, man. And with Belichick, they got not just coaches; they have coaches that are teachers, and that's that's the difference. That makes a difference. Right, it and, makes a big difference. And like you say, coming back, coming back, you telling me they couldn't get Warren South to come out there and work with them kids, Ed Reed to work with them kids, Johnson right. Mills here to work with them linebackers, Brian McKinney is here to work with the old line. Come on, man, we we not using our resources. I know they want to do it their way, which is nothing wrong yeah. with that. But that's yeah. how we were good in the summer. 
The former players came and ran routes, covered guys, and all in that stuff like that. We just yeah. got away from it. You know, man, you're absolutely right. And see, that, 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 that turned me off a little bit from it, man. That's why I hadn't been back for a while because, man, they, they moved away from that. And that's, that, we was, we was better, uh, when the older players were coming back and teaching the younger players, man, different techniques and different things that helped them. They would even cover some of the wide receivers or cover some of the, you know, the defensive backs would be going up against guys, man, that was still there playing, and it helped them. You know, yeah. and, and we, 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 need, we need to get back to that. If we get back to that, man, we'll be better. We'll be better players. The program, Ronnie, you know, we, we the ones who started the former players on the sideline. Come on, yeah. man. Everybody was copycat everything we did. We yeah. started, you know, you was going, you played in the 3-4. I played in 3-4 my first year. Then when we got Jimmy, Coach Johnson, we went to that 4-3. Florida State and Florida was still in the 3-4. After they seen the success we had, both of them changed their defense. We set trends. We don't follow Come on, man. We don't follow. We don't follow. That's it. That's it. We don't follow. We set the trend. That's what they need to get back to, man. It hurts my heart, man. Each time, each time, man, you and I, man, they lose. Man, I die inside. I'm telling you right now. It's hard for me to watch it, man. I'm telling you right now. I, I mean, I die inside, man. Each time we lose a game, man, still to this day. So I, I can't wait and, for us to get back to that style of play. We have to get back to developing the players. I I don't need my opinion. We haven't developed no guys since Butch was that coach. That's the last time them guys were being developed. That's what well, I we can saw. See. I don't know why you. Butch Davis huh? is developing a program over at uh, at FIU. And from the way he demolished us in that game, and uh, with the definitely wow. not nearly the talent that we have on our pro at the University of Miami. And it's so disheartening. I agree with you, Ronnie. It really hurts my soul, man, to see us lose to teams that are not nearly as talented as, as us. And then for some reason or another, we find ways to blame the athletes for, the, for not yeah, making no. plays and them not being you know, prepared or not being motivated. Come on, right. man. I'm going to tell you something. The loss to Florida State um, um, your senior year, my freshman year, that loss yep. was a big motivator because we was out at practice that night. You understand what I'm saying? That night. That, that night. night. So <laughs> that right. motivates you to let you know that losing is something you don't ever <laughs> want to feel. Uh, you know, it's not the athlete. It's the coaches. They have to be the yep. motivators. They have to be the instructors. They have to be the teachers. And, hey, uh, it, it, all that rah-rah and that kind of stuff, that old, that's not what it's about. It's about – Man, you're absolutely right. We had a a, a, a raw rock coach, man, came from Syracuse. McPherson came up here, man, started all that raw rock stuff, man. We, we started losing right away. I'm like, man, they gotta get that <laughs> get those people away from here. All that wanna hug you and this man, get hey, get off me, yeah. man. <laughs> that's not it. No, that's not it. No. Hey babe, thanks for calling, man. Don't be a stranger, man. Hey, We're gonna be man. here every Monday night. No, don't tell me that. You tell Ronnie bring his butt back down there, man. <laughs> man hey, you, you, 
keep you too long uh we, we do need to take a quick commercial break right and um and uh, after that a couple more minutes and i uh, will get you out of here and uh, i'm telling you man you really I'm enjoying, it. Big, I'm enjoying uh, it that's what i'm talking about you know um we have a, a lot of people that come on the show um oh man i can't think of henry's last name but he lives in the coral gables area and he works with a lot of um a lot of homeless people and homeless shelters. His church is actually a homeless shelter. Um, I will think his name, though, and I know you know him. But he's always at the at the reunions every year. Yeah, but mm-hmm. hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Ronnie and the charity work that he does in the Massachusetts area. And a little bit about his hometown, Seabrook, Florida. And we'll be back back after these messages. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, tonight uh, we have Ronnie LePet with us. Uh, I mean, this was a trailblazer at the University of Miami. Um, you know, Ronnie went on to be a, a star 
for the New England Patriots, starting in Super Bowl twenty. And back then, they had uh, right cornerback, left cornerback. Ronnie, you was the right cornerback for the New England Patriots. I played left, and and um, it didn't matter to me. I I played all over the place, and uh, the uh, other corner, Raymond Claiborne, usually plays right corner, but he was used to playing right. So um, you know, when it was time for us to to, to go into a zone um, uh, um, on his side, he he pretty much played outside because I could play inside, outside, it didn't matter. So they put me on the uh, the best receiver, and sometimes that was the, the running back coming out of the backfield or like Marcus Allen, or they put me Todd Christensen, the tight end, or uh, the tight end with the Dolphins. It, it didn't make, it make a difference, man. I played it all. Right. And, Ronnie, how was it, how was it going, going up against um, Jim Kelly? I mean, you and him had to have some battles because you came in the same yeah. time, you left the same time, you know, yeah. you were both in the 83 draft. Um, how how yeah. was it playing against Jim Kelly, Hall of Famer, every, every, every day in practice, basically? Well, we battled against each other in practice all the time, and, you know, it, it, was, it was him trying to make the pass on me and me trying to break him up and, and get an intercession from him, and that made us both better players, actually. And uh, I got two interceptions from him while I was in the NFL. And, man, you should see the look on his face when, when, when I was, especially he and Dan Marino. I got seven interceptions from Dan Marino. But, uh, but Jim Kelly, was, was, he was one of those guys that did, he, he did not want you to intercept the ball from him. Now Jim Jim was a competitor, man. I mean that guy. He was he was competitive. Hey, but that's that. It goes back to that same thing that you felt when you lost. You felt when you got beat. I felt when I lost, or I felt when I missed the block. It was like it, you, it was a horrible feeling. You never wanted to horrible feel it. Jim feeling. Kelly had that horrible. same that same attitude, you know. And, he had and, the and, same and, and, attitude. Yeah. He and, 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 and he, he, he went go ahead. When he first came there, they wanted him to play linebacker for Penn State, and uh, and Stellenberg wanted him to play uh, quarterback. And he came to the University of Miami and did well playing quarterback for us, and we we appreciate that. I mean, he he was the type of guy, man, that had a linebacker mentality. So um, it, it, I'm so glad that he's uh, bounced back from the cancer. Uh, and uh, we're, we're praying for him to to uh, continue to do well. Definitely. And, you know, um, I played with Bernie Kozar and Vinny Testaverde, and I can yeah. tell you, man, uh, the, 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 the imprint that he left on Bernie and Vinny made their careers. I mean, it really made them better quarterbacks and made them made them who they were in the NFL. Because Jim was, man, he was a competitor. And he just let it be known that, you know, nobody was going to be better than him out here. And right. if you think you're better than him, you better be bringing your A game. And and that's how Bernie was when uh when Vinny when um when Jim Kelly left. You know, a lot of people thought yeah. Kyle Vandway was going to be our quarterback, but um uh-huh. Bernie Procosa came up, beat out Kyle Vandway and Vinny Testaverde in the spring because Vinny had already been awarded um, the job, but Bernie came up, beat both of them out, and we won the next championship. 
that '83 year, your first year in the uh, in the NFL. Yeah, I I um you know um Chester Verde um was uh, thought to be the guy that was going to be in, in ahead of them, but Earl Morrow, um who came from the NFL and taught those guys how to how to throw and, and because man Kozar he was he, he was a terrible passer when he first got there, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, but uh, Earl Morrow just showed him how to throw the, throw the ball. His style of throwing didn't want to change his uh, sidearm approach to throwing the ball and just taught him, hey, work with what you got. And um, yeah. um, and, and, and they did well. So, uh, you, you know, having NFL uh, guys who played in the NFL, guys who uh, <coughs> coached and could teach, that really helped guys to um, uh, to be better players, man. And I think, uh, uh, like guys have been saying, uh, coming back and being able to come back, wanting, <clears throat> having those guys to want to come back to show guys how to uh, develop themselves is a great um, a great thing to do, man. I, I think that's the way to go. I think that's what we should be going back to. Hey, we we gotta go back to that, Ronnie. I mean, really, you know, the, it's it's a part of the camaraderie. It's a part of the the makeup yeah. of the University of Miami. Hey, Ronnie, we got Damon on the line. Damon, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. Hey, we got Ronnie Lott right now. <laughs> we got Ronnie LaPette on the show tonight. <laughs> and Ronnie LaPette, New England Patriots, nineteen eighty three, and played in the nineteen yeah. um what was that a nineteen eighty five Super Bowl. Ronnie? Yes, sir, indeed. Yep, absolutely. 1985. So you, you, you go back when the New England Patriots had, the, had the, the actual guy on the side of the helmet? That was a team to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, indeed. The yeah. sumo wrestler-looking guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So how's everything yeah. these days? Yeah, things are going well up here. We're helping uh, kids um, to um, play sports, the ones that want to play. Uh, those who who, who uh, don't have equipment, we're helping them to not just uh, in football, but uh, 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 basketball, for shoes and, and, and hockey uh, equipment. Anyone that wants to play, man, we're trying to help them to develop their game because we all have different talents. We all have different gifts and uh, we wanted to um, uh, export those things and and bring them to to a head. So we're trying to help kids to, uh, first of all, get the grades. You know, you got to understand that education is, is, is the first thing. You know, then after that, sometimes our dreams don't always come true. We don't always get to the, to the NFL or, or the NBA, or what have you, but education will never, ever fail you. So we want kids to uh, get the education first, and let that be number one. Let that be plan A, and plan B is sports and anything else um, that you have as yes. a hobby. I, I agree. Because, like, a lot of, a lot of kids, they, they, oh, I got to tell them, they, they think they're better than everybody, but you're not if you don't have that education behind you. That's um, right. I, you, 
I was listening to um, all the calls earlier, and um, it went back to the coach. Every coach that I see nowadays, uh, even from Pop Warner, uh, they think they got to have, they got to yell at you, but you know you you, you got to have a teacher because you anybody can yell at you, but that that don't make you right. do what they want you to do. Right, right, right. I I agree with that. Uh, I didn't need it. I didn't need all the yelling. I just needed someone to teach me how to. Once you find out how to do it, then you know all the yelling and things like coming right. You don't you don't need that. All you need is just a the willingness to want to get it done. And if you played at the University of Miami, you wanted to get it done because you don't want that feeling of, of loss, you know. And uh, that's, that's right. something that uh, we have to get back to. I agree, man, because, uh, you know, you you want to get the best out of the, out of the athlete and, you know, help them advance in life. And, yeah, you know, like we had a... We had a guy up here, a Chinese fellow, that uh, was drafted uh, first round. And um, I forget what college he came from, but uh, Parcel was one of those guys that, that yelled and screamed at you. And it, 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 it broke him, man. He, you know, he never played. In fact, he got, they, they cut him because he wasn't used to that yelling and screaming at, at you. You really don't need that, actually. And uh, it, it broke that kid. Yep. I'm going to tell you, in different cultures, you know, like, me being black, you're used to all that yelling, man. You can deal with it. But, you know, you got other cultures that, like I say, can't handle that because they ain't used to it. We just right. we just move on. Yeah, and, that, and that's true, too, in some cultures. You're right. It is, uh, it's a cultural thing, some people. But, and, and, and some people, it's, um, when you're yelling at me, that means, that, that leads me to believe that you're upset with me for some reason or another. Right. And, you know, you can right. be angry at somebody and tell them the same thing, and they'll get that yeah. same point across when you're yelling. It's just, you know, I, I could tell my son, hey, how many times I got to tell you to take that garbage out? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm pissed off, and my son 32 years old now, but when I did tell him, I didn't have to yell at him. I never had no. to yell at him. You know, he knew. Right. Yeah. So, he knew. So, yeah, and I the agree. Same way as coaches, you know, you can you can grab a kid and hug him and almost yelling at him in a tone that never that no one can hear you except you and him, and he's not exposed. Yeah. You're not embarrassing him. You're not belittling right. him. You know, and and that's right. I think that's a big difference. Hey, Damon, we got to get out of here, man. We got Vince on the line. I hope he ain't had them four short ones tonight. But anyway. I'll holler at you. <laughs> well, All right. Hey, Josh, we got Vince on the line? Vince, what's up? Oh, Lord. Vince, Vince you had the two tall ones or the four short ones tonight, man? What's up? <laughs> hey, uh, Ronnie, I... I Hey, I, I apologize, uh, Vince. He's, he's one of our usual callers, and uh, we didn't I get see. him in tonight. Uh, I know he's going to be really, really disappointed. Trust me. Uh, he, he, I, he tell you, I tell you what, man, and, and talking about that, you know, I had 24 interceptions, but I could have had even more. Uh, but, you know, I was drinking a little bit too much, and, 
And come to find out that when I stopped drinking, that's when I was catching the ball like crazy. So <laughs> maybe you'll, you'll catch him on the line another time when, he, when he's not drinking as much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're right. Hey, Ronnie, man, we really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks Thank for you for having me. Hey. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Darren. Much love to you, brother, and I, I hope everything goes well for you. You too, my brother. Thank you, and much love back at you. Holler at you on the other side. Thanks, Ronnie. Okay. Yep. Doubt. Hey, man, that was great. Ronnie Ronnie LePet came on our show tonight and talked for <laughs> talked until we really, you know, we, we I hate to let him go. I really did, but you can't keep people a whole show. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, you know, um, I, I said this last week and the week before. Anyway, the Patriots got whooped over the weekend by the Kansas City Chiefs. And people are finally believing me when I'm telling you. I don't, it's, you know, Tom, Brady's, Tom Brady is getting older. He's not looking as good as he has in the past. But more than that, it's the New England Patriots offense. They just don't have enough weapons. And we really, really, really see how important Gronkowski was to this offense. And he says he's not coming back. And I believe him. I, I believe he's not coming back. But well, so what does that mean? Does that mean that the um, does that mean that the New England Patriots are possibly going to be put out in the first round of the NFL this year? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, are we are we looking at Tom Brady's last year? I really, really hope so. I mean, I I really, really hope we're looking at Tom Brady's last season. And don't get me, don't get it twisted. The New England Patriots are first in the in their division. However, the Buffalo Bills are second, and they're only one game behind them. It's two or three, two games left in the season. Uh, no, it's actually three games left in the season. So between these last three games, things could change. I don't know. Uh the um, and in the in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson are just really tearing it up. I mean, the Ravens are tearing it up. Eleven and two, best record in the AFC, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, they definitely they're they're definitely gonna be the the probably the the leading candidate to have the home field the home field advantage in the AFC. But hey. Man, what is going on in Dallas? Jason Garrett is, oh, man. His, I mean, he is really, he got two feet on banana peels in, in Dallas. Jason Garrett is just, I mean, you know, but when, when, the, when the owner, Jerry Jones, comes out and says, hey, uh, at the end of the year, we're going to fire Jason Garrett. Well, that, that tells his team to say, hey, man, you can't tell me nothing. I'm not listening. You're not paying attention to you. You're not my boss. You're just like the interim boss. So I don't know. I, 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 kind, of thought, I kind of saw this coming. And some people say, well, they're going to play better when they play Philadelphia when it counts for the AFC championship. Well, that's yet to be seen. And on top of that, Philadelphia is playing as bad as the um, as the um, Dallas Cowboys, and Philadelphia actually plays tonight against the New York Giants, the hapless New York Giants, who will be having Eli Manning at quarterback tonight. Wow, uh, this is this is going to be interesting because Eli Manning will be 
and he'll in a sense be auditioning for a backup job for somewhere next year. I don't know who where it's gonna be or who it's gonna be with, but you just never know. Hey, the game yesterday, I guess probably the game of the year possibly was the San Francisco 49ers against the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are ten and three and the San Francisco 49ers are um or eleven and two. San Francisco 49ers are tied for the best record in the league with the um, with the um, um, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, what I'm really saying is that is that the San Francisco 49ers beat the beat the um, the New Orleans Saints yesterday. Drew Brees looks pretty good, but how much longer are we going to see Drew Brees playing? I'm telling you, man, this guy here, he's right behind Tom Brady. And and I, I'm not going to say he's he's not as sharp as he has always been, but it just something just is not what it used to be with Drew Brees, too. And I'm going to put that out there. I'm going to put that out there as well. And one more thing what I'm going to say before we get out of here. You know, um, this whole situation with Jason Garrett and the Dallas Cowboys, him being fired at the end of the season. Well, there's a story out there now that Jerry Jones is trying all he got to get the New Orleans Saints coach to come and come and work for him. Now, hey, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Sean Payton's a great coach, good guy. But I just don't know. I really, I, I, I really think New Orleans loves that guy. They're gonna give him whatever he want, anytime he want. And um, I just don't see him going anywhere, anywhere, anytime soon. I, I can't see it happening. Don't see it. Can't believe it. I don't think it's gonna go on. But stranger things have happened. Stranger, stranger things have happened. And before we get out of here, I think it's gonna. I don't know if this is a record or not, but I think I heard the. Um, um, I heard that the Cowboys are looking to offer Dakota Prescott ten years, four hundred million dollars. Ten years. $400 million. That's a lot of money. Now, if that held out this long and he gets 10 years, $400 million, woo! Boy, that's a lot of money. Hey, don't hate the player. Hate the game he's playing. So, Dakota, if you get that $400 million for 10 years, God bless you, brother. Hey, been another good show. We'd like to thank Ronnie LaPette for coming on and being a part of the show. Man, what a great guy, great teammate, an inspiration for a lot of people. Thanks for calling the show, everybody. Thanks for being a part of it. We'll be back next week with more sports info on sportsamerica.com. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you become a member 